do you want? Okay, yeah, whatever. Whatever fine. comes out, I was like. Yeah, it's comfortable, natural. Okay. Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well. Welcome back to my podcast, In Between Continents. Today I have a very special topic that I wanted to talk about. But first off, let me present you to my special guest, a very um, influential person in my life and a very great friend, uh, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. I, you're also a very influential person in my life. Um, hello everyone, my name is Steve Diamond. I'm from Brussels and I live in Barcelona. And for the past 10 years, I've been living in different cities, studied in Tel Aviv, worked in Geneva, in Berlin, in Brussels. And now I've been living and working and traveling based from Barcelona, but uh, as a freelancer. That's good. Um, I chose Steve to come here today to speak with us in the podcast because the topic is about how to balance um, love, career, and life generally, family and issues that are happening. So the idea is how we self-fulfill ourselves and get to our goal um, while we live a balanced life. And Steve has been through a lot. Steve built himself from zero and he will talk about it and about his brand. And You make me sound like I'm this self-made... <laughs> self-made billionaire, 30 <laughs> under 30. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do think that Steve and I share a lot in common and we will talk about it. But Steve is here to speak about his journey and how he became a brand of himself and about how he learned to balance things in life and events that have happened and relationships and family and how he lived in between continents uh, to fulfill himself and while doing this and balancing everything in his life, including religion. So Steve, let's talk briefly about how you got to the point you are at. How did you create this brand called Steve Diamant. <laughs> You're implying that I'm a brand. Um, I think you are a yeah, brand. Technically, technically I, I, from a young age, I've always been uh, invited to self-reflect. Uh, my dad really encouraged me by bringing me to places where we would actually dedicate time to self-development. And for the past 10 years, I've been really committed to self-growth and I got to a point where um, I really understood what is the message that I want to convey and the contribution that I want to have and I'm using all means possible to convey that message. So I guess the brand, yeah, I focus on, on, on a message that I want to, to live. There was this really inspiring quote that changed my life that says, your legacy will be every life you will ever touch. Uh, and I'm really fascinated about um, an approach of self-development that I really try to also evangelize is the concept of self-development according to roles. You are a, a friend, but you are also a family member. You are a citizen. You are a, a Jew. And, and for each of those, I try to really, really question what does it mean for me to be a citizen, a friend, a family member, a Jew, whatever it is and set intentions so that I can envision uh, uh, an end contribution to this planet and a legacy. So you're saying that um, every person that wants to self-fulfill themselves and find their purpose in life and find their journey and decide what they want to do in the future, the first thing they need to think about is what message they want to, to communicate. Um, what is your recommendation uh, no, to, to others? To, to me, it's like the legacy will be every life I touch, but like... Uh, it took me really 
lots of time to um, accept the level of people's ambitions and like I'm okay with whatever your contribution will be uh, who am I to tell you you're not enough you, you you are not enough you know so I really respect that intimate like people's intimacy and choice into how they want to lead their life but I try to raise awareness about the opportunities of setting intentions and like realizing what are the roles that you are at the end of the day no matter what you are a, a sister you are a daughter you're a friend you're a citizen you are a jewish um and i don't know i try to raise awareness about like the opportunities that once you set intentions initiatives come i give you a concrete example i started to set these intentions i took a white paper i was like okay what are my roles And one of the role is citizen. I'm like, okay, for me, being a citizen being, means being responsible. Um, for me, being a Jewish means a focus on transmission. For example, the story of the Holocaust. As a, fr as a family member, it's about uh, uniting the family. And I realized that I started to set in these intentions. And I didn't want to have like a, this habit tracker and these objectives and goals. I just wanted to set an intention through like a, an energy in the universe. And I realized a few months later that intuitively I took subconsciously a lot of initiatives that were going to that sense. I started to, from nowhere, interview my grandparents about the Holocaust. I tried to create a group WhatsApp for my family and we would uh, have this app where we send pictures and my grandparents receive journals with the pictures every month. It's like uniting the family. Or be more conscious about what I produce and consume as a citizen. So I find it really interesting. And as soon as I understood that, I was like, okay, I'll make it my, my life's contribution my mission so last podcast i was talking about my journey in between continents in the sense of the choices i took and what it led me to and i was talking a lot about my lower places that i have been through and my ups and downs in 2020 and how 2021 affected me so i can resonate to a lot of things that you're saying but i would also would like you to speak about your journey in this sense of ups and downs and things that have affected you. I know that in this journey, you've met a lot of people mm -hmm. um, after you took this decision and understood uh, what you want, what's the energy you want to throw into the world. As you said in your words, you met a lot of people, you moved between continents, you were talking about this, you lived in different places, you worked for different organizations. And in this process, you also met me. And that's how mm -hmm. we have our really beautiful friendship right now. So... In this process, there's a lot of ups and downs, and this was what I was talking about. And I want to know how these ups and downs uh, made you who you are today and how you managed to balance them after a while. Because after a while, you get used to the fact that things happen quickly and you have to accept it and to do something. You have to take action. This is something you learn with life. This is something mm. you learn when you yeah. become more mature. And I do think it's an integral part of one's journey of mm. uh, self-fulfillment. So maybe you can speak more about this. That's a, I find it a very interesting question. The common thread in between all the continents. In I'm between continents, to, yes. I, I saw that I witnessed that you included that twice very smoothly, so I'm trying to also... <laughs> um, the common thread is like, in all these places, the, the um, cross-cutting... I don't know how you say that. I'm going towards to... I'm trying to be too sophisticated in English. Now, the bottom Just line... Just speak from the, your the, heart. The bottom line is um, you're alone in this journey. I have this playlist on my Spotify. It's called A Journey With Myself. And that's the bottom line. You're alone in this journey. So you can't escape that person speaking to you. 
And um, so I've been using very consciously this precious time as a lever for growth. And of course, I've been falling in the trap of like being staying too much into because personally I really consider myself self-sufficient I could stay like alone for months and I would love it but I find in solitude strength to be with others too so I've been using really consciously this as a lever to really reflect question myself like through really concrete um such as walks in the woods meditation setting down my goals writing down affirmations so these kinds of things are, are like my you say my gatekeepers are like the things that keep me the feet on the ground. Um, so the downs, um, I, I'm really grateful that I surrounded myself with people, philosophies, um, affirmations, things that make this time very short. So that's like it, it can happen that like I had like two weeks ago, like a real, like a one week. It's, I think it was the lowest of energy that I've ever been in my life. And at some point it stopped because I'm surrounded by all these uh, things. Yeah. So I hear a lot about what, you, when you speak about this, I hear a lot of you speaking about your person, your, your, how would I construct this sentence? Your journey with yourself surrounded by others. So for example, you are the center of your life. That's how you view it. And no, I think it's a great attitude to life. And I just want to point it out to all the listeners and all the people that listen to this podcast, the way you speak is that you are in the center and you choose what you're surrounded with and you choose you're, are you laughing <laughs> no 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 i'm i'm, fo I'm focusing no no sorry I, you I'm are the center you, of your life you, you are the center of your life and you choose what you want around you and when you're up or down and when you go through different things you decide what you want closer and what you don't want close to you and i think this is a beautiful um Sort of even, I would even call this affirmation in a sense, because it's something you want to be. Yeah. I, I, the problem is I'm, I'm very extreme with that to the extent that like, like if I don't want to, like it can be an escape sometimes. Like I, I, I don't want to be exposed to that or to these sufferings or to these conversations or things that annoy me. So I just decide to close my eyes. It can be good or it can be bad. I don't know. I, I haven't figured that out yet. So I just want to sum up my conclusions from our conversation that I think are very important to everyone that listens to this podcast, that you first have to find out your values and what energy you want to throw in the world and what you want to do and who are you with your identity and what you want to bring and what you want to take from this world. And then when you, you realize this and you understand this, you have to know what you want around you and what you don't want around you in order to leave this journey and in order to have um, a sufficient journey and in or order to self-fulfill yourself, you need to know um, where to allocate stuff in your life. What you need now, what you need tomorrow and what you needed yesterday. So this is what I learned from you right now. Mm -hmm. the, the only thing that I would like to add is that it's really um, on what to take from the world, but also on what to give. And that's really important. This notion of like... Um, Learning to receive, accepting to receive, asking properly also. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, giving. And for me, those are not, I was actually having a conversation yesterday about it. Giving and receiving for me are, should not be related. You have giving and like give, give, give without expecting in return, but learn to receive without feeling like you have to give back. This is very Jewish. No. Yeah. I no, think so. no. 
No, I find because it very Jews, Jews pretend that they give without, without expecting a pretend return, but they're like big hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my next topic. I wanted to talk about values. So in this journey that you were talking about how you put yourself and you decide what you want close to you and what you don't want close to you and what time and when, and you control your own life in order to balance it. You also have values that you took from home or from people that you've met and that you want to preserve. For example, in my values, I know that I am Jewish and I believe um, in the Bible and in the Ten Commandments and I know that there are some stuff that I will not do. And a lot of times in this journey in my life, I faced a lot of struggles because of these values. I'm not saying that all values bring you struggles. I think that there are values that mm. are... Um, What do you mean by struggles? For you example... Con inner conflicts? It's inner conflicts, but it also struggles. For example, sometimes you have to give up on on jobs or some specific stuff. For example, I was offered a job that included um, a very massive part of it on Saturday and on Friday night. And because one of my values is that I want to stay with my family on Kiddush, which is, which is the uh, probably the most important uh, event of the week in uh, in Judaism is where we sit together on Friday night and we have dinner and we bless the wine and we bless the bread and we talk about all the week. So because of this really strong value that I bring from home, I had to say no for this job. Now, there are many Jews that won't agree with me and that would have taken this job. I'm not saying that I represent all the Jews. I represent my value and what, I'll, I'll say it like this, I represent the values I took from Judaism. So this is something that gave me some struggles in this sense. Mm -hmm. On another sense, um, as, for example, love issues. I found myself um, thinking a lot about um, the idea of Judaism and love. And I met a lot of people that are not Jewish. And I, I did some stuff that brought me a lot of struggles in this sense as well. Then there is the sense of um, education, what I want to, what values I want to teach my kids, what I learned from my house, from my experience that I want or not want to do in the future. What are my limits? What is the red line? So these type of values that I took from life and I will take in the future as well, every person I encountered that I took some stuff from him and some ideas um, are also important and very positive, but are also sometimes negative. And sometimes they hurt the journey. The thing I want to say is that values for me are um, unmovable. And I've always tell myself, for example, let's say that you're against hypocrisy and you go and have a conversation with people who are acting like hypocrites mm -hmm. and they want you to be part of the gossip and you say no. I don't gossip. And you look like the lame person who doesn't want to gossip, so they don't want to be friends with you. For me, this is not a struggle. This is like, no, my value is unmovable, so it will never bring me to a struggle because I have that deep belief that this is right. So um, I, I'm, 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 it's just that this word, when you say struggle, really is, makes me question, like, how do you get the, to the point where it's like a struggle? Because when you say hypocrisy, this is a value that we all, well, most of us think that it's very negative. And we, most of us don't want to take part of it, or at least this is what I would want to, to think. But when I speak, for example, about, about the example I gave about Judaism and about Friday night and the Kiddush dinner, it's not like people that don't do it, there's a negative connotation to them. Yeah, yeah, you okay. understand yeah, the I difference? It's just that I believe that... Um, If your value is that you don't work on Saturday, then um, 
it will not affect you that you didn't get this job and you will attract just eventually jobs that makes you work or that makes you make compromise. For example, I don't work on Saturday morning and I always say to my clients, I don't work on Saturday, but if you need on Sunday morning or like on Monday evening, I'll just meet halfway because I have to also give a compromise. So that's how I deal with this religion thing is that I'm okay with, with like... So you find compromises. Yeah, yeah. But I can't be like, good. no, on Sunday also, Sunday is a church day. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah. they can say it. Yeah, no, but like me, I cannot say, ah, oh, Saturday is like synagogue and Sunday is the church. <laughs> yeah, you can't uh, win both. No. You can't eat the whole cake and yeah, definitely. I agree on that. You know, from what you speak to me and what you tell me right now, I realize that maybe, you know, things go wrong for a reason. This is a sentence my dad always tell me. And a lot of things in my life brought me these struggles because of some values and because of some ideas that I had. And I said, no, I am not doing this. You guys can do this. You guys can, can think this way, but I am not doing this. And a lot of times because of decisions like this that I took, I lost people, I lost jobs. I lost a lot of opportunities that I looked at them in a negative way. I said, now I lost it. And this could have led me to really beautiful places. But when I speak to you right now, I realize that these things went wrong for a reason. And it was that reason like questioning your values? No, I think that... Do, they... do you... I rephrase my question. Yeah. Do you... Uh, I, I don't know if you want to share this or not, but do you... Did you consciously, actively write down your values or it's more like reactively that you have events happening in your life and then it adjusts you like, okay, from now on I know that this is... What's approach? It's not that I did the action of writing them mm -hmm. in like physically, but they do have them written in my head in the sense of like work-related values and then love-related values and then uh, family-related values. I have these things. But there was maybe a few times, I, I can only think of one time right now in my head where I gave up a value. And when I gave up mm -hmm. a value, it was related to love, I mm -hmm. gave up a value and it took me out of balance. Mm -hmm. And even though I thought it will do good to me and I was convinced by the society that it will do good for me, or at least by the people that were involved in it, it mm -hmm. didn't. The end result was very negative. My dad always says that there's three phases. You have the thes thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. It's like first you really like uh, convinced about something and then you go to the phase of like completely the opposite to eventually go to a phase of synthesis of like, Choosing and be wise with your choice. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely. Because that was maybe one of the only times in my life where I gave up of what I believed in, really, and I just let go and I let, I, I gave other people to convince me. And I'm a very stubborn person. I mean, you know me, and I'm a very stubborn yeah, person. Well, you are. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes, I, I know. I am. It's one of my. <laughs> yeah, it's me one too. of my, my. Me too. I think that's what we have in common. We have a lot in common. I think yeah. we, we have too much in common. That's why we don't get along sometimes. <laughs> but that's another thing. So because I'm so stubborn and I gave up on this and it was in the sense of giving up a value and the end result was negative, it gave me this experience that I realized that for the future, this is not something that I want to do. And it doesn't have to be related to love. It can be related to other things. But to give up on a value after this negative experience that I had, I will not do it again. You know? Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, definitely.
So the last thing I wanted us to talk about is a bit more about religion. I will share with you my story. And it's also about values again. Because I feel like values are the thing that balance us. Because these are our borders. These are the things that we say, this I'm doing, this I'm not doing, this I want, this I don't want. These, mm -hmm. The values and our decisions and the thing we grew on are the things that help us say, no, this is what I want and I need this balance and I need this and this is my line. So for me, I see balance as having values and putting limits. And so what I wanted to share with you is that when I came to Barcelona, I came from Israel. It's a very close society and you know because you live there. Most of the people I encountered in my life were Jewish, except maybe trips that I did to Europe, uh, America, everywhere in the world. And I came straight from the IDF. And in my head, I thought to myself that I will have much more in common with Jewish people and I will automatically bond with Jewish people because we're both Jewish. And this is how I saw it. And when I came to Europe and I moved to Europe, I realized that this is not the case. I met really amazing Jewish people like you and we have beautiful friendships thanks to that. But not all the Jewish people I've met, I shared a lot in common. Not all the Jewish people I've met, the end result of this friendship came to what I thought so. And I realized that religion in this sense or at least in my perspective, changed. And I didn't think of religion the same way that I thought when I was in Israel. I met Jewish people that are good people, and I met Jewish people that are not so good people. And I met Christian people that are amazing or atheist. And then I started questioning the idea of religion in my life. I grew up in a house where everyone told me that I am Jewish and this is who I am. And I am completely at peace with it, don't get me wrong. But this was the society I came from. And there was a phase that I started questioning, not my Judaism, but questioning some of the things, some of the values. And it took me out of balance, definitely. And as a Jewish friend of mine, I wanted to ask you if you've been through something like this as well, where you had to question some of the things related to religion because you've met other people. No, the only thing is that I feel and... It's hard I don't to know, talk I don't about know if it. my non-Jewish friends will roll their eyes if I say it because I, I never feel legit like saying that. But like I feel like I will always be the Jew, uh, my Jewish friend, you know, that their Jewish friend, and that I will always be put in a box of Judaism. And it's paradoxal because I'm always the first one to bring that up. And I, I, I through questioning and coaching and also self-reflection. I got to the conclusion that I bring that up because I'm I'm afraid to not be seen as equal. So I want to bring that up so that there is no awkward moment where potentially someone might say something anti-Semitic. So I immediately make a joke about it in a conversation when I initiate with a, with a person. Within 10 minutes, I just find a, a, a um, subtle way to show my Judaism, either through humor or through like a something subtle and so I, I did not struggle like you in, in terms of like questioning values I struggle mostly in not feeling equal to the others because I believe that Jews can have this on one hand very a very high complex of inferiority of like not feeling equal because you will always be the Jew and they can have this other extreme feeling of being super the arrogant, God complex, yeah. arrogant and like the chosen people and like you guys don't understand anything and you will never understand us and it's really really hard because I spend my life um, 
from either on the zero on the or the 100 and never on the 50 it's really really hard for me to establish a healthy balance because yeah i don't i i, I don't feel like i belong somewhere i checked them i checked my dna uh i i, che- I found like a, a tree family tree Tell that, them. that goes that goes all the way up from my great-grandmother from daughter to 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 son uh from daughter to dad until uh, Rashi and uh, and until Hillel and that's crazy and but what's even crazier is that no son or daughter was born in the same country of his or her dad or mother and they traveled so much and so I don't feel like I belong nowhere. Even in Israel, no, I don't feel like I belong because the problem is that there's an Israeli nation now. When I when I when I look at you, we have this Jewish thing in common, but we have this huge difference of culture because you're Israeli. And I, I did a kiddush with Israel with Israelis, and like so, the the um, school system is secular, right, in Israel. Some of it. Yeah. Some of it. So they did not even know anything, um, and like. And that's not representative. No, but a lot of a lot of no, that's not representative. But a lot of Israel that I met that I met here who left Israel and came live in Barcelona or Berlin are extremely secular and they're just Israelis. They don't identify necessarily as Jews. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I I don't feel like I belong nowhere. I'm grateful for Belgium, but Belgium also sent my grandpa- great grandparents to to the gas chamber. So. Uh, it's a bit fucked up. I don't. I, I have my and like as a pattern. I, I I really see that in between continents. I I traveled everywhere mm-hmm. with my suitcase and like I'm still on the. I'm this. We say in French, Juif errant, the errant Jew. It's like always Nomad, on the, yeah. the always on the move. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that you feel this way. You know, I. Well, I thought I, in my in my head when I lived in Israel, I thought that all the Jews relate with Israel. Or at least have to know. Because, you know, we all came in the end result. 2,000 years ago, we all came from Judea. We were all exiled from there. But I do feel you and I do understand what you're saying. And probably... I mean, sorry, huh? No, I I'm do, not I, offended. I, no, no, no. I mean, sorry. No, I, mean, <laughs> I wanted to say something. I mean, I lived for five, five years in Tel Aviv. Yeah, you would sorry, go, yeah, he would sorry, go I'm, to I'm, the Clara. I'm, 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 I'm eating an almond at the same time. So <laughs> I, I lived five years in Tel Aviv. Every single morning, if I enter a taxi with my French accent, I am seen as a tourist. So it's reset every day. My brother lived for 10 years and still they tried to rip him off. At some point, like, you don't even feel like you belong in Israel also because of the Israeli nation. And that there's a huge gap. And I think that it's very interesting because I'm very curious to see if this will create an even broader gap. Or if at some point there will be, I don't know, I, I'm really curious to see what will, what will happen. I am very sorry to hear this. Yeah, no, yeah. there is a problem. It's okay, I, I consider it a luxury problem. <laughs> at least we have, yeah, I know. But I, I think the most important question right now, after we spoke about all of this, how to self-fulfill yourself, how to look at life, how to balance values. Do you feel like you live balanced life? At the moment, today, it's a, it's it's um, tricky question because I'm a freelancer, so I really work uh, um, on sprints. 
I just want people to know this. The first thing he referred to in his answer is work. It says a lot. Because I asked you if you think your life is, if you live a balanced life. Um, And the first thing you referred to was work. So I thought the question was the work-life balance. No, everything. Ah, If I live a balanced life? as a life. Okay, so... so Oh, I thought... No, no, I have an an answer to that. Uh, And it's the roles. So I set the intentions for the role. What does it mean for me to be a friend, a family member, a citizen? And I realized that I am um, turn, uh, heading towards uh, integra- how I see it, an integrated life where I can be that person. And for example, um, as a family member, it's important for me availability because I was not always that available. So I set the intentions availability in my family. And then there was this thing where my grandmother had like a, an attack and I chose to immediately go to Belgium or I had when my cousin passed away three years ago I I, I, from work from work I went straight to the airport and that's what I like about like I I try to separate for example work on one hand and personal life on the other for me I am myself with my message I have and the roles that I fulfill and like um this will just, my agenda will just adjust according to these intentions. So I don't see it like a Monday to Friday, nine to five for work. And mm-hmm. then it's like my life is so, my schedule is so um, inconsistent to the extent that it's like, it's according to what is the most urgent in terms of um, life priorities on all these different, and the, uh, for example, it's, uh, I, I rephrase, my schedule depends on the agenda of these roles. And when something happens, I'm grateful that I'm able to emphasize one of the roles and like say, no, I'm a family member. Priorities. Now. Yeah, priorities. Yes. So I, I understand from you as well that you see the idea of balance, similar way to mine, that balance comes from values. And your values are reflected in your priorities. Ye- yeah. Yeah. The thing is that there's, there's a very important uh, aspect to mention is, um, rara. It's, uh, how do you say that in English? Um, the temptation. Temptation, Temptation yeah. and also uh, procrastination or inability inability to produce. It, it can happen. I, I wake up and I'm not able to produce. But do you need to produce in order to live a balanced life? No, but for example, I, 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 I have moments where I have to work and I have to deliver to my clients. And happens that, you know what? I don't have the inspiration and I have to send a creative campaign. And then so it takes me more time. And then I don't manage to finish on time. And then I have other stuff to do that keeps compiling. It creates a ticking clock effect where at some point it explodes and you lose your balance. A lot of factors, for example, a totally different example that can completely smash your balance. First is like events, mm-hmm. uh, for example, life events, someone dying. Yeah, family. Or, or, or also, we did this thing with my roommate. It's uh, the 21 days of abundance challenge from Deepak Chopra. For 21 days, you have to write down notes and exercise and questions and do a meditation every day for 21 days and then set uh, an intention of abundance. And I had this thing where I was like asking for a lot and really abundance and I got it. It was crazy. I got wow. I, I got exactly the financial number that I was looking for, but that's not the thing. The thing is like I asked for abundance and I had huge amount of things coming to my way and I just could not deal with it. It's like, as if like you have this business and then you want 
uh, to open your website and then suddenly you wake up and you have one million shipments, uh, one million orders, you know, yeah. so you, you can't, you, you can't deal with that. Life, life surprises, I would call it this way. Like life Yeah, no, but surprises. here I really manifested it because like I really put set the energy. I want this. I want this abundance. And I got all these things coming. And like, I was like, what should I do? And I ended up doing nothing. It, it was like a big breakdown. So, so proactively, life balance for me is, yes, setting the roles and intentions for values, to sum up. And reactively, I, I can't know what to expect. Tomorrow is another day. And tomorrow definitely holds surprises. What is like your biggest tip to someone that listens to us right now when something like this happens and take them out of their balance? Uh, recenter. Um, you have... Um, you can have you can write down you write down a letter to yourself and at any point where when you doubt you can open that letter affirmations you can do meditation um, I had the moment where I had an attack of thoughts and like I just kept thinking and so many thoughts came I just went to the sofa focused on my breath you can download apps like Headspace or Calm Hey no free <laughs> promotions on my podcast <laughs> but. Uh, but I believe that it's uh, definitely if, if there would be one takeover uh, to share, it's the take a white page and write down your roles. And for each of the roles, what does it mean to you in words, like in values? Another thing you can do that I did and I, I, it, it really changed my life is I printed a list of 300 values that you can Google list of values. And then you choose, you select all the ones that speaks to you. And then you filter again and then you break down to 10 and then you write them. And I realized that it's been 10 years that I did that. And every time I do, it's the same 10 that, that comes. And I've been receiving in some feedback because uh, I did like last year, I had to do a 360 personality test mm -hmm. uh, two years ago where you sent to um, close people uh, questions about what are your qualities and what are your... I am not mad that I didn't get this because we were not close friends back then. I don't think we even spoke. And yeah. um, and and some of the the things they wrote, the things they wrote were things that I wrote in in ten years ago. Wow, that's amazing! So you could you literally communicated, maybe intentionally or unintentionally, yeah. in my opinion, the same ten values that you wrote. Yeah, for years I, I, with your surroundings yeah, by your behavior like a, and the way you speak it was like a creativity energy and enthusiasm were my three main values and i got a lot of feedback so like testimonials for work and for these things uh steve is creative or steve has really good energy or he's very enthusiastic wow this is amazing i actually think i will do this and maybe this could be a challenge of this podcast to write down 10 values, or at least print a lot of values and then take down until you have 10. And yeah, it, 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 it provokes you to, to, it centers you, you know, to, it balances you to question on like, like what is, it's like, what is really important for you? It's like bottom line, you have a list of 50 values and then bottom line, you're like, okay, but I need to choose 10. And then the 10 that will come is the result because you choose, you know? Yeah, definitely. So let's make this the challenge in order to end this podcast for everyone to do this. I will also do this. I think it's important. And I'm very curious to know what my surroundings will say about me, if it will be the same ones. If I actually communicate the values that I believe in through my behavior and the way I speak and my actions. 
I think that you have. Sorry, I'm oh, deleting. No. The criticism is mm. coming. No, I was about to say, I think that you have really beautiful values. You are someone who really values friendship, and you are someone who really values family, and, and you are very generous. Well, I think it's our time to end. Steve, yeah, I want to thank, thank you. you I'm saying I'm such a beautiful thing and you're concluding on me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I <laughs> said you're so generous and like, so thank you for the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Oh my God, Steve. Thank Bye. you, Stevie. I really appreciate this. Our friendship is a beautiful thing. I was saying this in the beginning of the podcast. I am very appreciative of your presence in my life and you know this. Behind this microphone and this podcast, I always say this to you. Um, and I'm very it's happy. No, it's true. Don't lie. It's true. And I am very happy that I could communicate this in this podcast and that people will be able to hear and see um, the communication between me and you and our friendship through this microphone, through their earphones. And the success story of a self-made man. The self-made billionaire. <laughs> and if you see Steve in maybe 10 years on... Well, it's not going to be 30 under 30. He's already old. It's going to be maybe 40 under 40. Then remember when you heard him first and thanks to who. <laughs> so I just want to end this podcast and to say thank you to everyone that listened. Thank you very much, Shai. Thank you, everyone who listened. Yalla, bye.